to This Magical Life, a weekly podcast hosted by two witchy friends. I'm Victoria. I'm a mom, I manage a shop, and I teach Teen Witch Academy. I'm Margaret. I'm a magical bard, and I love tarot and astrology. We're both witches and dog people. Hey, Margaret, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you today? I am very well, thank you. Excellent. Excellent. It's allergy season. Yeah, it sure is. Are you, have you been making nettle tea like crazy? No, actually, my allergies have been a little bit better this year. I don't know if it's because we had such a mild winter. Um, I know that there's all sorts of theories about that, that allergies are going to be worse because of that. Some people think allergies will be better because of that. I, I'm not really sure, but so far I've been okay. Um, I just feel like I always have, like, I'm always touching my nose or something. I don't know. Cause it's like, it's a little tickly, you know? Yes. Yeah. So I, I feel you. like I'm touching my face too much, but otherwise I feel like I'm okay. Yeah. I totally, I totally hear you. Mine have been the same. Usually okay. by this time the juniper has gotten me and I've had a bad day or two of it. Okay. Um, and I've had like a bad hour. Okay. Instead of a whole day. Usually there's like a day I go, not to be gross, but I go through an entire box of Kleenex. Right, right, right. Um, But that, knock on wood, has not happened yet. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, Pugsley and I have been trying to walk every single day. So, um, you know, like taking like a long walk. Um, And I haven't had any problems with that either. So I'm really glad about that. Great. But I guess it's still early in the season. Yeah, it is. So, you know. And the trees have yet to really pop here. Yeah. We'll see how we do. Yeah. (laughs) I know. But for anybody who's listening, if you've got bad allergies, bad seasonal allergies, and you can take nettle tea, that's a good thing to do. I recommend putting some honey in, or it kind of tastes like how I imagine the lawn would taste. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You definitely have to add something. (laughs) Some sort of, like, little flavoring. Yeah. That or, like, a... um, Oh, you know, like those... I guess that they're just called syrups. They're like floral. Oh, yeah. But are they called floral syrups? I don't know what That's they're called. That's what I would call yeah. them. Yeah. Um, I have a lavender one. Nice. And it's very nice. I have a new bottle here of it, so I'm very excited to use it with iced tea this coming summer. Sounds delicious. Yeah. But, um, it's, and then you get the, quite, the lavender in there, too. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I just ordered a lavender eye pillow for meditation. Ooh. I'm very excited, especially like on a hot day. You just like put it in the fridge for a few minutes and then put it on your face. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't wait. I ordered it from uh, Lavender Pond Farm. Oh, right in Killingworth. Right in Killingworth, okay. Connecticut. So it's local okay. Okay. farm. It's grown and produced there. And Oh, and that's supposed to be really great for your allergies too. Like when you exactly. have like locally grown, like local honey or locally yeah. grown flowers around you yeah it's supposed to help you get past the allergic part i you know so they say so they say i don't know if it's true or not but um me neither i've never been someone who can like eat a spoonful of honey (laughs) so a little bit too much for me so funny story since we're talking about honey we were just in savannah and um i went to a honey place um i can't remember maybe it was just called savannah honey company um but they had like these bars set up in there one was like a mead bar and one was like a honey tasting bar. So I I wanted to try. They had a lavender honey and I wanted to try it. So I was able to try it. But then she's like, well, you know, you could taste the difference between all these honeys. And like after like three like little spoons of honey, I was kind of done. I mean, <laughs> these were little spoons, but I was like, I guess I kind of noticed the difference. I'm not really sure, but I guess I do. I did end up buying honey because okay. I do like having honey like... 
you know, on Greek yogurt. Okay. Um, I don't really have it in my tea unless I really have to, like, unless it's like, like you said, like a nettle tea, you yeah, know, that where you need that, you need a, a little flavor. But um, one of the tours I had wanted to do there was you could go to their bee farm. Okay. And, um, you know, kind of explore and, you know, see where all, see where it's all happening. But, um, you know, my husband doesn't really love bees and they kind of freak me out too a little bit. And I wasn't sure, like, how much protection I would have on. Right. So we it's didn't like, do that. a full suit or right. just get in a hat. Right. So <laughs> we, um, we did the honey tasting instead. And one of the things that they had too that was like the honeycomb that you could like buy for, you know, your... Charcuterie board? Yeah. 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 And um, at this honey bar, they had it that you had it with... Um, apple slices and it was so good it was like there was like an apple slice some of the honey and then some cheddar cheese it was just so yummy yeah yeah i i don't mind it if it's with something else if it's a mm-hmm. compliment flavor mm-hmm. when it's the star i have trouble like last beltane i made a honey cake mm-hmm. it was a lemon honey cake a lemon lavender honey cake so i thought all right there's these other flavors in there lavender's pretty strong mm-hmm. the honey won't overpower well, by the time I got to making the recipe, I think it had like three cups of honey in it. And then you made a honey glaze that went over the cake. Oh, yeah. I and remember that. Yeah. This cake. Yes, I do. I had to like transfer it to so many other containers because it kept the cake actually kept leaking honey. And it was flooding the cake plate. Oh, no. And not only making the lid like stick to the cake plate, but it uh-huh. was like going on to the table. There was nowhere else for the honey to go. There was so much of it. Oh, my God. And it was like, you know how, like, when you make a poke cake and you put the liquid in, the cake's supposed to absorb it. Well, the cake already had so much honey in it that it couldn't absorb any of the glaze. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, the glaze came out of the container a little fast. Okay. Okay. So it was like, once it's out, you can't, like, get it back right. off the cake. You right. Know? <laughs> right. It's honey. It's there. Right. And so the cake just kept literally leaking honey. Oh my gosh! I remember the cake, and I didn't even I didn't even enjoy the taste of it. It was too much honey because the cake had three cups of honey in it, and then mm-hmm. the glaze was like another cup and a half of honey. Okay, that's a lot of honey. I remember the cake, and yes, I do remember that it was very like sticky. But I remember it tasting really good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I did I'm like the big, taste of it. Yeah, yeah, but I think you have to be like a honey person. You have to be a honey person, or somebody like me that you like barely eat any honey. So you're like, oh yeah, this is nice, you know. Yeah, this piece of cake that I'm having just once, you know. Right. But yeah, yeah. No offense to all the honey farmers out there. No, but, you know, uh, it's so important, and I mean, honey's so amazing. The fact that they can find like ancient honey and it's still viable, and like yep. you can use honey to like cleanse wounds, and like yep. it's really amazing. Yep, it's super amazing. But like, I don't yeah, want to eat a ton it, of it. Yeah, overdose. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I use it on my yogurt and berries, and I really love it. I just think that it just adds something to it. I'm not, okay, so full disclosure, I don't really like yogurt. I um, And, you know, I don't eat, like, I really don't eat any sort of dairy milk. So yogurt's a big thing for me because I want to eat yogurt because I know it's really good for you, like Greek yogurt without, like, all the sweeteners and everything. But... If you've ever had yogurt that's made from, like, plant-based milk, you'll know that that's not that much better. Um, Because, again, it's really tasty when it's a flavor, and they've added, like, 10 cups of sugar. But I'm trying to stay away (laughs) from that. basically ice cream. So I find that the... Yeah, exactly. I find that the honey is a huge help. Oh, good. Um, But, yeah. So uh, I was really excited. I bought some honey while we were there. I even bought some honeycomb. 
I was like, oh, we're going to eat this. We haven't eaten it, but you know. <laughs> but you're we not putting four and a half cups of honey on it. You right, know? <laughs> right. It's a drizzle. Right. So I think it's, um, yeah, I think that your honey cake was good. I oh, do remember. You. I do just remember it being like sticky and you saying that, I think you said at that day that it was like sweating honey or something like that. Yeah. We were laughing, but. It um, was literally leaking it. And like you went to pick up a piece and like honey just came out of every mm-hmm. bit of the cake. I won't be making a honey cake this Beltane. Okay. Okay. Because I think that scarred me a little bit. Okay. Because the, I, I went and it just like started flooding everywhere so fast. I was like, what do I do with yeah, all this honey? Yeah. I just went to the sink with it. I was like, and now I'm just watching all the honey go down the drain because I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's not good. And cleaning up honey is never easy. So not. no one wants to clean it up. And I know that we want to talk about Beltane, but I do want to ask you a question because yeah. when we were there... We, there was this mead tasting bar. It wasn't open when we were there, so we didn't get to taste any mead. Is mead like alcohol made from honey? Yes. Well, and so there's alcoholic mead and non-alcoholic mead. Okay. You can make either one. You can make it from, usually there's some honey in it, but Mm -hmm. sometimes it can also have like cider in it. Okay. So I made a mead once. It was a non-alcoholic mead Mm -hmm. and it was um, heavily cider based. Okay. And then it also had like orange in it. Okay. I ended up accidentally putting too much clove in. Apparently I have problems when I'm cooking with things coming out too fast. Okay. Okay. Because I didn't like put it in my hand first like a normal person. Okay. I was just like tilting the container of cloves mm-hmm. and like 18 of them fell into the pot, which is a right. lot of cloves. That's a lot of cloves. <laughs> so it was a little bit pungent with clove, our mead. But um, you can make it, there's a lot of recipes out there. It's usually pretty simple. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're making the alcoholic kind, you have to make it so that the honey ferments. Okay. Okay. So you have to put something in there that's okay. going to make it ferment. Because it almost sounded like that wassail or wassail. Yes. Um, but I didn't add honey to that when I made that. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I was like, what is, what, what? <laughs> but uh, yeah, the bar wasn't open, so we didn't have mead. But, you know, I do remember like at your house last year, I think Knox brought mead. Yes. And she was trying to get me to try it. They were trying to get me to try it. Excuse me. And um, and I was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I didn't like the smell of it, I think. so. It's very sweet. Okay. It's because of the honey. Right. It's very, very sweet. I had had it before at a Renaissance Fair, and it wasn't my absolute favorite. I made it because it was for my book release party, and my book was it takes place in the medieval era, and they drank a lot of mead, so... I immediately thought that's must have been where you made it. First of all, when you were saying it, this is this is how like my life, I just think I center around everybody's life. I'm like, I don't remember drinking this. Mead. <laughs> yes, like, we didn't know each other yet. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, why don't I remember this me? We were acquaintances. Yes. But yes. It was just you were just that cool person who worked at Tantaro. Yeah, that's at that's that me. Point. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> and I think I had actually just met you very recently. Okay. Because I had just signed up for the fall festival. Okay. To have a table. Okay. And I think that's how I met you. And then I started talking to your daughter. Okay. Yeah. And, and Tom. Mm-hmm. And, you know. I do remember kinda... meeting up in the office. Yes. And we were sitting at that table. Yeah. And you were telling me about some classes. Um, yeah. But um, I, yeah. So that, I just thought that was funny because I'm like. How did, when did you have mead? <laughs> That's why you missed out on the super clovey mead. Okay, okay, so, okay. But I did like the honey cake. 
Oh, thank you. And I did like our Beltane celebration last year at your house. Our Beltane that was celebration fun. was a lot of fun. So much For fun. wands, we used um, lavender incense sticks. And they, they go up real fast. Oh, I love that fun. incense. It's really beautiful. Yeah, the incense smells so good. And what a great idea to use for wands, because you're not going to have one for everybody, of course. Right. Um, last year at Margaret's house, we... We had like a choice. She had uh, three different spells out there. Yeah, one was for prosperity, another one was for like creativity slash fertility, yeah, depending right. on what someone wanted to use it for, and another one I think was for relationships either with yourself or someone else. Yes, yes, and um, and you could choose, and it was really a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, I thought so too. Time. We had a good time and ate lots of pizza. We ate too much pizza. <laughs> But there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, there's this new trend where people are putting hot honey on their pizza. Okay, I've seen this hot honey all over the grocery <laughs> store all of a sudden. I was, I was buying stuff for a charcuterie board yesterday. Mm -hmm. And everywhere there's hot honey. I'm like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's a thing. Okay. It's a thing. It's a thing apparently that you put your hot honey on your pizza. I'm not sure how it tastes. I can't really imagine it. But also like my son was a person who put like ranch on his pizza. So I guess I should be able to imagine it a little bit, but I'm having a hard time. And spicy honey seems a little um, not my jam. I don't really like spicy things. So Yeah, I'm not big on super spicy food either. Um, but I guess I could, it sort of sounds like, you know, putting a balsamic glaze. Like it's like a sticky kind of yep, yep. condiment that you would put on a pizza. Yeah, so it that, would be very that's Beltane. It, it's a very TikTok-y thing. I think that's why it's okay. everywhere now. Gotcha. Because it's all, it's all over the TikTok. Well, if you want to Beltane up your pizza pie, you could put some hot honey on it. <laughs> there you go. No guarantee it'll and, taste good. <laughs> and TikTok it up. TikTok it up. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about Beltane today because Yay. it's coming up. Can you even... I feel... I mean, well, we did just have Ostara, but I feel like these Sabbaths are coming so quickly all the time. They um, are. You know, and I know there's not as as long of a break between these two. It, feel, it always feels like Beltane is right there. You know, um, it does because Ostara, I feel like Ostara to me feels very late in March mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then Beltane's like, boom, right there at the beginning of May. Right. Um, but I also think, you know, as we get older, time moves quicker because it's less of a percentage of our life. True. True. You know, very true. Yeah. I, um, I just feel like they're coming very quickly, which I love because I love getting together with everybody and celebrating, um, with my friends, that's so that's always great. Um, but yeah, Beltane is is great. I, to me, it always seems weird that it's um. I guess that they call like you know like Yule and Ostara like the, I don't want to say like the main um the, the major maybe yeah and then you know Beltane's more of like a a minor Sabbath, which always sounds really funny to me because it's really like when we're having Beltane. The people in the southern hemisphere are having Samhain. Right. And we're having Samhain. They're, of course, having Beltane. It seems like, you know, the veil being the thinnest and, and all of those same things are a bit happening. It seems like they should be major. Yep. And I, from what I know of Wicca mm -hmm. and, the, you know, how they celebrate the Wheel of the Year. I'm not Wiccan, but I've, I've read about it a little bit because um, we witches love to read. <laughs> But from what I've read, you know, that's the, Beltane is the celebration of the union of the goddess and the god. So I would think that would be pretty important. Right? Right? It seems to me. So, but I happen to love Beltane, maybe because it's in May. 
and you know we are we're, we're, we can be outside again with our bonfire because yeah. you know that to me is my favorite part. Without I love the bonfire. Our boots off. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. This time we'll maybe have to take off our cloaks because it'll be too hot. Right. Um, well, but the nights can still get chilly. They can. They can. Yeah. Um, but I. I just, I, to me, it's a favorite, I guess, because all of the, you know, the spring, it really feels like it's the first one where it's like the spring is actually really coming. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm sorry, in bulk, in February, I, it feels, I mean, I know that we're like getting ready, but I feel like, yeah, we're getting ready, but it's not coming soon. And then Ostara, like, March is not that much better. <laughs> It could still, you could still have a major blizzard on right, Osara. Right. So this one feels like the first one where it's like, okay, we probably won't get snowed out. <laughs> yeah. And also the trees are starting to bloom mm-hmm. and it's, you, you start to really see spring mm-hmm. happening. You don't have to look as hard for it. Whereas like in Bulk and Ostara, you might start to see some hints that it's coming, like buds. Right. If you look real close, they're tiny. Right. Or, you know, the tulips starting to come up and daffodils. Right. But I mean, you gotta like hunt for them. You really do. Um, and I, I, to me, also May is just such a special month. Um, you know, the beginning of like the warmer months because you really start getting warmer in in May. I just really love it. I whenever I think of May, I just think of like little sheep. I don't even ask me why because no, I don't I mean, know. That's fine. But, um, but I really do love um, love Beltane. I, it's. I love all of them because I feel like I say that for every single Sabbath, but I really, I really love all of them. So I'll just say that. They're great. They're great. And I, you know, I always, at every Sabbath, I always think back to what if we lived in an agrarian society? So I know a lot of places in the world are agrarian societies. Mm -hmm. I don't currently live in one. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that there aren't like farmers markets and stuff, but it's like, I'm not having to do subsistence farming or anything like that. I, I don't have to work the land if I choose right. not to. Right. Um, which is mostly my choice because I'm actually pretty bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, whatever. That's not the type of witch I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always think back to, like, what these times of year meant to people ages ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in bulk... Depending on where people were and what the weather was, they might be starting to plow. Ostara, they're seeding the land, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, you know, starting to get the animals out to pasture and, you know, you know, breeding the animals and all yep. that. But, like, Beltane's when you really start to see the first fruits of your labor. You know, animals are getting born. Yeah. Um, maybe you start to be able to get some early crops like lettuces yep. and stuff like that. Yep. And so when that, you like, see like the daffodils and the yeah. tulips, it feels like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. This yeah. is what we've been this doing. This is real. You know, this is real now. <laughs> um, well, while you were chatting, the reason why I pulled up my phone was I was doing some stuff about Beltane on my phone, looking up, you know, about like rituals and, you know, foods and stuff like that. And um, and I wanted to remember this and tell everybody, but um, I did not know this until last week or this week, whenever I was working on this, which could have either been a day ago or a week ago. Um, but in Celtic, it means, Beltane means lucky fire. Yeah. Which makes sense because... It's a fire holiday. Right. Yeah. One of the traditions was really to have two fires. Uh-huh. Um, and one of the other traditions was to have your animals walk through the fire. Even they would have women walk through it because they believe that the fire helped them to be fertile. Yes. 
which to me seems so dangerous and so <laughs> like uh, I'm not what um yeah there's a lot of things people used to do with fire that were probably dangerous so yes yes a lot more <laughs> a lot more dangerous than what we're willing to do um but I um the reason wait the reason for the two fires was they well first of all you have to put the fire out in your house because you relight it from like some fire from the the main bonfire. Yes. So that was that was one thing. But the reason I can't remember. Do you do you know why they have the two fires? One was for the double cleansing or something. There was like you go through like the one fire. Oh, I can't remember now. So the tradition that I learned about mm-hmm. was slightly different. It only had one fire. So okay. I don't know why the two fires. Okay. That's that's an interesting thing that I'm probably going to have to look up. Yeah, I'm going to have to look it up tonight because otherwise I won't be able to go to sleep. But yeah. <laughs> um, I learned about the one fire, and you had to jump over the fire in order to okay bring yourself good fortune. So I actually have a funny anecdote about that. Okay. When I first became a witch in mm-hmm. 2017, mm-hmm. Um, Beltane was not the first Sabbath I celebrated, but I wanted to celebrate it. Mm-hmm. But I, at that time, was very nervous around fire. And, um, so I, I was, I was talking to my mother and I was like, I want to do this thing where we have to jump over the fire, but it's got to be a pretty small fire. So we lit a tea light and took it out nice. to the deck. Nice. And we jumped over the tea light. Great. And it was in like a plate of water because, right. you know, wooden deck. Right. Um, and so technically I jumped the fire. <laughs> it, was, it was a very baby fire. Oh, that's great. I <laughs> like that. And she did that. it too. I like she that. Too. Maybe we'll have to do that at our Beltane celebration. Yeah, I might be um, willing to do larger than a tea light, but like not the bonfire. Yeah, no, we're not doing the bonfire. It's more of a not trusting myself to jump the whole width yeah. of the fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much no, um, that's you know like how like so my husband never really comes out because he doesn't celebrate the Sabbath with us. Although he will join us for snacks or whatever, and he appreciates awesome. it, but it's just not his. It's not what he does. But yeah. um, he would be out there then being like, what? What the hell are you guys doing out here? <laughs> this is not allowed. So, um, yeah. Yeah, see, the only rule in my family is, um, jokingly, that I'm not allowed to sacrifice anything that has a soul. <laughs> Which I would not do. I'm like, right, I'm going right. to sprinkle some water in herbs. Right. I don't believe herbs have a soul. I know right. there are people who do, so I apologize to anybody who believes right. that. It's right. not my personal belief. Um, but, uh you know, I would never sacrifice an animal or yeah. a human. I, yeah. It's yeah. not my jam. Yeah. Would I if I lived a thousand years ago? Who knows? <laughs> people were doing different things. Yeah, people things. were doing all sorts of different things. Yeah. So, you know. Who you, knows? Yeah, who knows? But yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, Yeah, a good rule. But yeah, I, I nor do, I don't do that either. But yeah. yes, a good rule for everybody. It is. Yeah. And I don't, I also don't want to be the thing with the soul that gets sacrificed. So like Me small too. fires to jump over. Me too. Awesome. Yeah, I like I like the small <laughs> fire idea. Yeah. Um, we may have to incorporate that, but you know, as usual, we're gonna do our bonfire. We're gonna do our ritual. We're still Margaret and I are still trying to decide what our ritual should be for. Um, you know, we don't really have any people in our in our circle right now that are trying to get pregnant or trying to conceive. So you know, we probably will do something more on like the creativity side yes. than the fertility side. That's usually um, where I lean. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you know, uh, so we'll do that. We'll do the ritual. We'll do, um, we'll also do a Beltane meditation, um, which is always great to just get you in that frame of mind that like, okay, I'm going to work with my magic now. So like, mm-hmm. this is almost like the little doorway that I go through in my mind to work on that magic. 
Um, I think I think it's gonna be really really fun, you know, because it's you know the weather's getting nicer. Yes. We're hopefully we're gonna see a lot of our friends that we haven't seen in a little while. Yeah, that would be great. And it's just such a great time. Like the Sabbaths are such a great time that we could all get together when we're not either at work or busy with other things. Like we've devoted this time to be present in each other's lives and you know thank Mother Earth, the goddesses your ancestors, whoever you like to thank. But it's nice to have that time to do all that. Yeah, yeah, I you agree. Know, I think it's really important. And it's just really important to have, like, that community feeling. I 100% agree. Um, and, you know, I, I do still do solo magic. Mm -hmm. But it never feels quite so much fun as doing the magic mm -hmm. that we do together. Yes. And, um, you know, when I first started practicing witchcraft, I always kind of thought, like, I don't want to join a coven. I don't want to join a circle. I don't want to... I mean, I'm 100% of like an introvert, so it's not really shocking. I'm an extroverted introvert, but I'm an introvert. <laughs> so the idea of not wanting to be around other people a lot did not surprise me. Right. But I think when you meet the right people <laughs> and it's the right environment, then the magic kind of flows freely. I think so too. You know? I think so too. You know, one of the... Um, I'm teaching a class this weekend on spell casting and, um, or actually it's called spell work mm -hmm. um, because I'm going to talk about making your own spells as well as finding spells and making them your own. And I have like this 13 steps to appropriate, Ooh, like 13, yeah, 13 steps for spell work. You know, just things that you forget, like, I mean, I know we've told our listeners this, but we've forgotten sometimes to have all of our supplies ready. Yeah. Um, you know? Which but, makes you know, for just an like interesting little, like, like little things, you know? But one of them is if you're working with a group, um, you know, versus if you're working by yourself. Yeah. Because the one thing, too, is when you're working with a group is you are going to be, you know, when you, after you do your meditation and you kind of get to that place where you're all going to be, you know, you all want to raise that energy together. Mm -hmm. So that really involves sharing your energy with other people and accepting their energy. You really want to make sure that these are people that you know and trust and, you know, you know that you're kind of on that same wavelength of how you want to do your magic. And that's something to me that was really important for me to add in the class because, while it's sometimes it, it always sounds super fun, like I'm gonna I'm gonna do magic with other people, um, you know. The one thing to always think about is what is their energy like? What are their thoughts and beliefs beyond you know what I see every day? Yeah, you know, and I don't want to say like interview people, but maybe <laughs> get to know them a little bit before you decide to do magic with them. Totally, because um, you want to be able to share your energy. Freely and accept their energy freely. That's what I mean. You don't want to have to now be like, okay, I'll accept that person's energy, but not that person. Yeah, that would be hard to negotiate. That would be really hard circle. because, especially once you once you start your circle and you you know you cast your circle, um, it's sometimes hard. Then, like you know, we're now t making that barrier around all of our energy. Um, so yeah, you really you know you really want to know the people that you're with, and I just love everybody that we practice with so same it's great I still do a lot of solo things and because I really do like to do things on my own sometimes mm -hmm. not because I'm that person but because um I'm that I'm, I'm actually that person who really likes to think about what I what I want but I sometimes I just need to think like a little bit more than everybody else 
not because I'm better or anything. It just takes me a little longer to get there. Like my roadmap takes me a little bit longer. So I like that. That's why like the other day when, when we were, when we were chatting, I was like, I'm doing all this Beltane stuff because I need to do that for my map because I'm that person that like, if we were driving from like, you know, Connecticut to Pennsylvania, and maybe we have to go through, I don't know, New York to do that. I'm going through like New York, New Jersey, maybe Maryland, and then Pennsylvania. Yeah, right. That's just my, that's just the way I do things. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very similar mm -hmm. in that way as well. Mm -hmm. um, there'll be times when I'll do magic off the cuff, and there'll be times when I'll plan to do magic, and I change it in the doing of it. Mm -hmm. But the planning is part of the magic too for me. Yes. You know, and it's like getting yes. my brain ready, getting my heart ready, getting my mm -hmm. energy ready. And it is so important to make sure that the energy is what you desire it to mm -hmm. be. Because if someone's coming in, say you want to take on a new creative project and someone's coming in, they have very limiting beliefs that are holding them back. Well, then you're taking in that energy. Oh, sorry. I just moved mm, you. Sorry, fun. everybody. I just moved the couch. Yes. Um, you're taking in that energy as well. Mm -hmm. And that can limit the effectiveness of your spell work. Absolutely. You know, because it's like Absolutely. that's what they're bringing. Unless they're able to leave it outside the circle, which some people are. Mm -hmm. You know, and again, this comes down to knowing the people that you're doing the spell work with. Um, you know, like, are, are they people who are in a place in life where they can focus on the task at hand? Or are they ruminating over what's been happening mm -hmm. for the last however long or what their limiting beliefs are and mm -hmm. stuff? Um, and it's not to say you can never do magic with those people, but I think it's important to know so that you can direct your energy appropriately toward what you're striving for. I agree. I agree with that completely. Um, yeah. Uh, like for me, a lot of the prep work, like you said, is part of the magic, even yeah. if I'm doing it weeks, days before or whatever. My other thing is I don't like to do any sort of magic rituals or anything when I feel rushed. And sometimes, not that not that having people over makes you feel rushed, but I want to be able to set everything up for them and set everything up for everybody and, like, make everything nice and then also participate in the magic. So right. I don't want to have to be that day, like, oh, not only am I doing this and, like, getting the wood ready for the fire, but now I'm, I'm like, writing things down. And I feel like it doesn't come off as genuine and, and as, as precise as it needs to. Yeah. No, I totally hear you. And I think that that preparation work is setting the groundwork for the energy that's going to come into the magic. Mm -hmm. It's it's starting that process. Yeah. When I when we had Beltane last year, this was the first circle event that we hosted. I spent about four hours preparing for it that day. I washed all the chairs. I gathered all the wood for the fire. Mm -hmm. I set up tables. And it was a lot of running up and, you know, my fire pit is down a big hill. Yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah. of hauling wood here and there. But I actually enjoyed it. Um, because I knew in my head, all right, I'm putting together something nice for people I care about. Yep. And that I believe added to the energy of the day in the same Absolutely. way, like you've had events that you've hosted that have been beautiful Thank and they're you. just, you're welcome. They're just so wonderful to come to. Um, and you can just walk into the environment and feel the love. Basically. I'm glad. Thank you. <laughs> You're um, welcome. You know, and it's important because you want everything to be nice for people and you want things to, I mean, it's a Sabbath. We're celebrating. Yes. And I, I believe that too. All that work that you put in, whether it's really part of the ritual or it's just part of getting the firewood or, or, you know, whatever you're doing, getting the ice bucket filled, 
it, it's all part of it. I yes. think that it only enhances the ritual. So if you're nervous and you think like, oh my gosh, I, I really want to host one of these Sabbaths, but I'm really worried because it sounds like a lot of work. First of all, if you're doing it with a group, good group of people like I do, um, they're all helping you do everything. Yes, <laughs> potluck. Yeah, potluck is the way to go. Yep, yep. potluck. Um, helping you clean up, helping you do everything because everybody has that 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 great energy that they want to help and they want to celebrate. Yeah. Um, but I like to treat all the Sabbaths like a real celebration. You know, like people would treat like a Christmas dinner. Yes. Maybe not as formal. Um, because I. And this is no slight against anybody who celebrates Christmas. We celebrate it in our house, too. But I, that whole stuffiness of the holidays that I grew up with, I just never liked. Yeah. And again, it was just, you know, that was a different time and a different place. Um, but now I like things to be a little bit more fun. Mm -hmm. So I can, I can bring that out in all of these Sabbaths that we do because we all want to have fun so we can, we can, we can really work on all those things that we want. We don't yeah. want a stuffy sit-down dinner. That would be weird anyway. Like, could you imagine? Um, yeah, no, I feel like there are other events to have sit-down dinners. Yeah. Uh, to me, when I think of a Sabbath, and yes, we do eat together. Yes, we do. But I like that it's kind of buffet style. Yes. And, you know, when you're hungry, you go and get food. It's mm -hmm. there. You don't have to wait. for. Yep. We don't stand on ceremony. Nope. Eat whenever you want. You could eat five times. You could eat once. You could, you know, eat whichever foods you like. Absolutely. There's no, there's no, um, we don't need basically like an MC for our events. You know, it's just kind of like, hey, everyone, want to start our magic? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who's hungry? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, some of my favorite events that we've done for Sabbaths have been ones where people in the group have decided to not just contribute food, but to contribute some part of ritual. Mm -hmm. Like what comes to mind is I'm sure you all remember Will from some, from our college witch episode. Mm -hmm. um, he did a tea ceremony for us one time that was beautiful. Uh, was that for that was for Litha, that was for right? Litha. That and was we were beautiful. sitting out in your yard with the bonfire burning mm -hmm. and. We were all like sitting on the ground. It's like I hadn't sat in grass in such a long time. Just like sat in grass without like a blanket or mm -hmm. a towel, mm -hmm. you know, with the bugs. Because mm -hmm. normally like as an adult, I'm like, I don't really want to be having right. bugs crawl on me. Right. But I didn't care that night because the energy was so great. And it was that kind of night where like the grass was cool. Yep, and it was it was a really beautiful. That was a really beautiful celebration too. It was. Do I just say that about every single celebration that we do? You, that was beautiful. <laughs> that was my favorite. You this do, but favorite. that's okay. <laughs> they, they just keep outdoing each other, and I just love them all. <laughs> I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I we haven't had a single one yet that I've regretted. That yeah. I've, and even as an introvert, you know, there's not been one that I've come mm -hmm. home from mm -hmm. and been like, ugh, I wish I'd stayed home. It yeah. Never. Yeah. Happened. No. Never. But you know that the Yule one was very magical when we yes. when we had everybody close their eyes and then all the candles were lit and then when everybody opened up their eyes after the meditation there was all that white light that was truly like I just felt like we lit like oh, we took chills. it to the next level we <laughs> so, did yeah. and the lovely thing about that one to me is so what we do with our circle or coven or what yeah you know, I would say coven actually because mm -hmm. we do spells together but we invite our friends our family in. Mm -hmm. Family can participate. They can do the magic with us if they want. They don't have to. They can just yep. eat the food. Yep. You know, whatever they want to do. But what was really amazing about Yule was some of us brought in our family. And, 
you know, they really enjoyed it too. And it, yep. it was, every, you know, everybody just kind of coming together. The vibe was good. And it really was gorgeous when everyone opened their eyes and all those candles were lit. It really was. It really was. It was just, yeah, it was one of those moments that you're like, I'm so glad I get to share it with these people that I love. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's a memory that we can take with us. And that in and of itself is magic. Yeah, yeah. So I think anytime that you have a group or even just one other person to celebrate your Sabbath with, go all out. Go have fun uh, with it. Go, you know, bless the world. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, go thank Mother Mother Earth and you know, all your ancestors and, and, and any goddesses or deities that you personally connect with, the fae, you know, whatever whatever you connect with. Because I think that it's really important to do that, especially on, um, not that not that the Sabbaths are like, you know, like, I don't want to be like, like a clock, like it's some sort of schedule, but they are weeks enough apart that you yeah. can, you know, forget to do stuff in between. Then, you know, you're like, oh, wait, the Sabbath's coming. Now I can do this. So. Yeah. It can be a nice reminder to get magical. Yep. Um, I also want to touch on what if you really want to do the Sabbath by yourself? You know, you don't mm-hmm. have to do it with a group. It no. can be just as gorgeous alone. No. The one thing that I will say, especially with this one, because Beltane is a fire festival, please practice fire safety. If you're going to go jumping over fires, please have someone with you just in case with like a bucket of water or something or just ready to call 911. Jump over the tea candle. Yeah. Use a tea light. Um, keep yourself safe. Yep. Absolutely. Safety is really important. I do have to say that like for a long time... I celebrated the Sabbaths either by myself or just with my family. Now, my right. family doesn't really follow, um, I guess, my, well, my daughter, she's older now, so she, she has a very witchy lifestyle. We are not Wiccan, but, um, you know, we're, they still were very eager to celebrate with me and, and you know, enjoy the bonfires and enjoy the, the readings. We, we always did readings or, like, some poetry readings or something like that. that. We um, should do poetry at Beltane this year. I actually have a poem for Beltane. Lovely. I'm really excited about it. Um, but it was always really nice. Just It's just that feeling of community. But even if you're by yourself, there still could be that feeling of just the warmth. Like, let it, let it kind of caress you and, like, you know, bring you in for a big hug. Because that's really what Sabbaths are all about. They're about, you know, bringing in the love and the peace and all the good things that the earth can be. And even if you can just go out and sit in the grass for, you know, five minutes and just thank the earth that, like, you, you've you already started celebrating Beltane. And that, that's enough that's of it. Huge. That's all you need to do. Yeah. And maybe say a few words, like, something that you want to manifest or, you know, something that you want to say to the earth. And then, you know, I think any of that is really beautiful. And I also think it'll make you feel really great. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to have Burning Man in your backyard to celebrate no. Beltane. You do not. How's that for an alliterative <laughs> sentence? You do not. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you yeah you can you can do things on whatever scale makes you happy absolutely and you know you don't have to break the bank buying a bunch of materials mm-hmm. and stuff if you don't want to you can mm-hmm. just be with nature and I think to me that is the most amazing thing about all the sabbaths mm-hmm. is yes it's fun to have all those materials and yep. do activities or do a craft yep. or whatever but the fact that you can work magic and connect with the earth mm-hmm. without anything but your body and mind yep and heart 
That's all you and need. The earth. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, not to say you can't do this in an apartment. You can, but you know, you need some some you know, some part of nature can help. Um, but it just it's really amazing because it really is available to anyone. You know, it's not this high ceremonial magic. It doesn't have to be. If you if that's your bag, then go for it. Yeah, then absolutely that that can be great. But, but it doesn't have to be. You can use practical magic. Yep. And it's just as awesome. Yep, and you could bake it as low key as you need it. You need to. But one of the things I also want to say on belting, which I think is really nice, since the veil is once again at a thin point, I think it's really nice if you if you normal even if you don't normally um, ha- bring your ancestors into your magic. I think it's really nice to at least light a candle for them and just remember some of the fun memories that you have with your ancestors and those can be you know family or friends or you know or even people that you didn't know that you admire you know I really loved um RBG and I really loved Queen Elizabeth yeah. so they're both on my altar you would have too been friends. <laughs> yes we would have been very good friends the three of us together yes. would have been yeah we probably would have been like girl trips and stuff like that but alas it didn't <laughs> happen but it's I do good. have both of them on my altar because I just feel like in a way they both touched my heart and my life yeah, and we're constantly standing on the shoulders of those who came before us. So Absolutely. It doesn't have to be a blood relative. Absolutely. To be somebody that you celebrate and whose spirit and contribution you thank. I agree. I like that. Yeah. So just go out there and have a really, really great and happy and safe Beltane. Yes. Keep a bucket of water and or a bucket of sand nearby. Yes. You're going to do big fire. Yes. And have fun. Absolutely. Oh, we have to do our last segment. We do. I can't believe we almost forgot. I, I was like, wait, are we missing some? I was like, and I was just about to say my last line, but I didn't. So good. I was um, literally, just so everybody knows, because Victoria saw this and you didn't, I was like slowly lowering my hand toward the button to close out the recording. Um, You know you're a witch if. Would you like to go market? Would you like me I, to I can, say it? I or? can tell yours if you want. Sure. Yeah. 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 So you know you're a witch if friends call you up to ask if it's okay to bring cauldrons, charcoal, and incense on an airplane. <laughs> you especially know if you're a witch named Victoria if that happens because Victoria has the best witchy travel stories of anyone yeah. I've ever met. Yeah. Maybe don't travel with me if we have to go through any sort of it's an security checkpoint. <laughs> it's an adventure. You know? And actually, speaking of travel with Victoria... Mm-hmm. We have some exciting news. Exciting. Because we have an episode coming up that um, is Victoria and I in Salem, Mass. Yes, we are going to record from there. Um, it's. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're going to you know, try to go out to have some adventures. There might even be, there, well, there'll definitely be pictures posted on our Instagram of us, you know, just being us. You know, yeah. uh, we, of course, have our list of of shops and streets and everything that we need to go to restaurants and so we will be there we will record um we will you know we will be so happy to share our experience and memories with all of you and hopefully the energy of that place will come through the recording we're gonna bring our little microphone yes we are and you know i'm not making any promises because we haven't asked any of them yet but if any one of the any of the shop owners in salem want to say hello to all of you and plug their shop a little bit, I'd be okay with that. And we could put their we stuff We would in be terms. very happy for, with that. I would be thrilled. Yes. That would that be, would so be much great. Fun. That would 
that would be great. So we'll try to find some new witchy products, maybe. Yeah. Maybe we'll see some stuff that we'll want to chat about. That In fact, I know we'll see stuff that we want to chat about, and we'll probably be chatting about it for a while. And if we end up on the haunted floor of the Hawthorne? Yes. We will let you know. <laughs> yes, we will let you know for sure. And if not, we might just wander to that floor and yes. see what happens. <laughs> We're just visiting. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. And stay magical. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. If you loved this, please leave us a review. We can't wait to talk to you again next week. 